Hello, and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Welcome to The Writing Forge. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And today we have with us Sarah Reichert. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, before we get into our topic of crossing genres, can you tell us just a little bit about like how you got to where you are in the writing world today? Sure. Yes. Uh, I probably started writing when I was um, about 12 or so, which I think we all started kind of young, but I didn't obviously have any talent or, <laughs> <laughs> or direction until uh, probably about college level. Hmm. Um, so I've been writing professionally for about 12 years. Um, and I have three novels out. I write under the pen name of S.E. Reichert. And uh, I have a blog that I explore different writing you know, techniques and, and issues that writers face, especially beginning writers. And then um, I just got a publishing contract for a new trilogy. So Ooh, nice. lots of little awesome. projects going on. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what genres are these? Okay. Well, my first series is a paranormal romance series and then the one that just got picked up is a contemporary romance series um but i've also done some audio casts uh, that were science fiction and i've had multiple poems published and um, some spec fiction stories published so kind of a little bit of everything which works out well (laughs) since our topic is on multiple genres yes um, so I think for our first question, we were thinking just sort of baseline, how does a writer determine what genre they're writing in? That's a great question. Um, I know that most people, when they're driven to write, um, they have a specific story in mind or a character in mind. And, and um, the plot or the story that that character is going to follow, I, I think, really is driven by the writer's interests. I mean... You like to watch sci-fi or you like to read sci-fi. And then normally you're going to just kind of be attracted to that kind of thing. Um, and I think you do better writing in a genre that that you like to read, that mm-hmm. you enjoy being in. I know a lot of people who will try to force, you know, I don't know, literary fiction or right. yeah. or even some nonfiction. Um, and you can tell that that's not really where their heart is or their passion. So um, I think... You decide what genre you're going to write by what you enjoy writing and what you're excited to come back to your computer or your notepad or however you put it down. Um, yeah. I don't know if that answers that. Yeah. What do you think, Miranda? I, I will say you can find yourself accidentally in another genre. Yes. Because uh, I have accidentally written horror a couple of times, <laughs> I guess. And people are like, no, that was a great horror story. And I'm like, that was fantasy? I thought it was fantasy. Something no. dark came out. I started one way. And, <laughs> and it wound up another. And so uh, so if you're at all unsure of what you're writing, mm-hmm. uh, get a couple other set of eyes on it. And sometimes an outside perspective will be able to tell you like, no, sweetie, that was romance. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or I thought you were going for sci-fi, but you turned romance medway. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. But this is this is what you're actually writing. So. Yes. So outside perspective. Yes. Having someone else read it, especially if they're an expert in that genre or also enjoy reading it. They'd be like, nope, too much bloodshed for, yeah. for a cozy mystery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think maybe along those lines, just tangentially related, like 
don't be afraid of letting that happen as you're writing. Like, you could go into something and say, I really want to write a fantasy book, but then you end up writing a romance or something. Like, you can always, because you might worry, I feel like I might worry about that, but I started as a fantasy. Well, that's what editing is for. You can go back and make sure that you're following the guidelines of whatever genre you end up in from the beginning. Don't worry about it. Like, if you have inspiration, write. Yes. (laughs) Don't stop. Well, and... And that's just it. Um, when you stop yourself, oh, this isn't going in the right direction. Sometimes you might lose something mm-hmm. really good that you would have written. And um, and if you're character driven, when you write about a specific character, sometimes we all know they do things that <laughs> you weren't expecting them to do. Or they talk to you and you're yeah. like, oh, but did you know about this part of me? And then your whole storyline gets thrown <laughs> off. So if you're a character-based writer, sometimes those tangents can lead you. Yeah, but I agree. You can fix anything in editing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> editing is great. It is. And we love our editors. Thank God for them. <laughs> I don't know if I can say yes right now. But well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can say yes. I'm Thank trying you, to be Bonnie. very positive because <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm working through the edits of my second book. Nice. And it's, oh, she, she's, she's right. But she's, a, she's a tough love. <laughs> but it hurts. Yes. But you're you know, right. She'll just be but like, no, wrong word. Fix it. Okay. That's the only comment I get. <laughs> mm. oh. I try to be a little bit gentler than that. but so Okay, so how does one come to the decision to write cross-genre? I guess, what are the pros of writing cross-genre? And when we're saying cross-genres, we mean like one book covering two genres, like okay. yes. paranormal romance or something. Right. Paranormal romance, uh, like sci-fi horror or weird west or... Right. Um, I love sci-fi westerns, like hmm. one of the funnest, you know, oh, like yeah. Firefly. Firefly. Yes, that's <laughs> true, yeah. Um, I, d- I don't know how people decide or if it's a natural progression. For me, it yeah. was a lot of just natural, this is the story I want to tell. Um, I know there are people who, who like elements of romance and paranormal, and they purposefully go for that. Um, I think when I did my paranormal romances, I wanted something that allowed me a little bit more freedom um, in the plot lines and in sort of a magical realism, I wanted it me to be able to expand some of those boundaries. So for me, it was just to make the story a little bit bigger and a little bit more interesting uh, than a typical romance. Not that romance isn't interesting, <laughs> but just yes. to add an extra element. So I think that a lot of people who cross genres are looking not only to have a bigger story or more freedom to explore different areas of writing, like world building and fantasy, and uh, the interpersonal com- communication and development of like a romance or some literary fiction. Um, so they might be looking to have like a bigger story or a more fulfilling story that goes a little bit beyond just the, the genre and the trope that's used in that genre. Um, and then, what was I going to say? I don't know. I got really complicated. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> but uh, for me, it was it was just that the story that I wanted to tell was that. And and some people decide to do it based on what's selling yeah. and what uh, what's popular at the time. Um, so. But if you do that, you have to be aware that everything in publishing, at least in traditional publishing, yes. takes two years. You're always going to be behind that yeah. leg. You're not going to yeah. you're going to leg behind the the trend. So that is very tricky. That's why you have. 50 million vampire books yeah. after Twilight. Yeah. You know, it's like, yes. oops, <laughs> should, yep. should have thought of that sooner. If you're going to uh, write to trend, you got to write fast. You do. So. Or self-publish. Or true. self-publish. Yeah. And that tends to get lost. You know? Yeah. And because there's just so many there of them. There are so many. I was looking up statistics the other day. There was like two point something million t- 
titles published last year or something. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> so it's it's not like we have some competition. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a ton of competition, That's which tough. I kind of want to go into. One of our later questions was talking about marketing. Yes. Because one thing that I was thinking of is you were talking about um, the different tropes that you want to follow or whatever. But like, do, do you find that if you're crossing genres, are you... Are you getting more readers or fewer? Like, because are you appealing to people who like both things, or are you not appealing to people who like? Right. Yeah. It's it's very hard because you'll have your diehard science fiction readers, right. and that is all they want to read, and they don't they don't want any fluff. They well, you know, they yeah. don't want romantic fluff, right. or you know, that is it. That's all they'll read, no matter how well you write it. Um, it's it's very tricky. It can be a a positive thing because you might be able to hit a few of the outlier readers that are like, oh, this sounds interesting, or mm-hmm. I like the idea of crossing these two um, genres. It's so I think if you already have a following and they like your writing, it is a lot easier to get them convinced that, oh, try try this new little thing. I, I mean, the prime example, of course, is, is like Nora Roberts, who romance writer, but she also does mystery and she also does crime fic. And um, but people will follow her because they like her writing. And if you have that, which most of us don't, <laughs> but if you have that, then then the marketing works out well because it's something new, it's something diverse, and it might turn on your readers to something new that they hadn't hadn't thought about reading before, which is good for all of us around. Um, but it's it's very tricky. Yeah, because yeah. that is another element of crossing genres that we probably aren't going to get to today. But like going from one genre to another mm-hmm. as a writer, and I know a lot of people will like get a different pen name or something yes. when they switch genres but but I have also seen successful authors but I think like you said it's the ones who have a following already right. and and they have people who are willing to follow them to the new genre yeah it can be tough yeah. and and depending on how well you're writing in that new genre or you right. know say That's you true. went from romance to romance sci-fi and you just didn't understand <laughs> the technical bits yeah. about it 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 could backfire Terribly. So I, I think that's a good thing of what I wanted to talk about is like, what are some, what are some downsides to crossing genres? Mm. Because there's, well, maybe not a downside per se, but like, like, you know, warnings, I guess, for people trying to cross genres. Because for like marketing, we've mm-hmm. already touched on marketing can get difficult because do you write to the romance part of it or do you write to the fantasy part or market to the fantasy part of it? Do you like how do you decide which tropes you're following? Exactly. Because there's there's each genre comes with its own set of tropes and Absolutely. own set of expectations. And so now you're following two sets of expectations. Right. Like, it can be very tricky. And you probably can't do all of them? No. Not yeah. you know, in a what, eighty to one hundred thousand right. and and that is definitely uh, a con to cross genre is that if you don't understand both of the genres that you're working to meld and how how the tropes run, how the arcs run, mm. then you're you're going to lose somebody. You're going to be really frustrated writing it. And um and you're just going to have a mess because when I think of like science fiction and fantasy and we have these big tropes of like a hero's journey or you know, they're gathering a group of supporters or they're gathering their own strength to go on this big epic quest Mm -hmm. I mean that's just typical there's other (laughs) tropes of course but um, you're looking at a bigger picture of society or you know one small person against a big cultural problem or a giant I don't know like a ring you gotta throw in a volcano (laughs) something like that 
Um, whereas when you're looking at romance or literary fiction, you're usually looking at a lot of internal conflict or right. two people having a conflict. So be, to to do it well, you have to balance out that bigger picture of the the story arc that you're trying to save the world, let's say, and also at the same time develop the smaller character arcs that are going along with it. And it's it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's tricky. Like, to some extent, we should be doing that anyway, even if right. you're just in yeah. one genre. But, yes. yeah, spe- hitting the specific tropes or hitting the specific styles. Yes. Um, and to do it well enough that if you're a romance reader, you're getting what you need out right. of that book. But if you're, like, paranormal and you like the creepiness, you're still getting that that element. And neither one of them's too overwhelming to right. lose interest. It's very hard. I don't know statistics on this, and I'd be curious if anyone has them, but like, um, I wonder if cross-genre books are longer generally just because you need more word space to be able to accomplish Maybe. that. I know mine were pretty, my first ones were pretty <laughs> long, and I cut them back. Yeah. yeah. Which, I was yeah. going to say, can be a downside because um, if you're trying to traditionally publish, a lot of publishers don't want to take a really long book from no. a first-time author. So, so if you have aspirations to crashing genres, you might want to like write the book but then maybe try to sell something less crossy first less crossy <laughs> <laughs> like that yes yes less crossy i mean it would take a really efficient writer really good writer to be able to do that in a certain number of work especially if you're looking at building a word world in your book that's very tricky. Oh, and there's definitely, well, because there's different constraints for different genres. So yes. like a fantasy genre is usually 100, 100, 120 yeah. maybe. I mean, if it's epic, you can go up to 200,000. But Yeah, but right. for a debut, yeah, it's for a debut, like yeah. even 100 to 120. 150, 120, yeah. yeah. All right. And when you look at like a romance or a Western, it's yeah. like, like 50, 60 <laughs> maybe yeah. is pushing it. Yeah. yeah. So. And so trying to find, yeah, the balancing between those two. So, uh, but what on the other side, uh, we talked a little bit about the pros of like, you know, being able to explore both of the things that you love. What are some mm-hmm. other pros to crossing genres? Is it just finding new audiences or is it, you know, what, what else? What, what else? Why, else why is, would else you do there? such a thing? <laughs> I think uh, for me personally, it has helped me, um, in both of the genres or all the genres that I work in, it's helped me hone the skills of that genre. Yeah. When you're talking about building a world, um, you get better at settings, you get better at painting that images of, of this new world, or even if it's not so far away, my first books were like Maine. So we're not talking like some far <laughs> off planet. Some people might argue, I don't know. Um, but it, it helps you be able to get that right. mainness. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what, world building is important no matter if you're writing the real world or right. not. Right. And yes. I think when you, you study other genres and you, and that's one of the things you should do if you're thinking about crossing is reading as much as you can in the, in both the cross genre, if you like paranormal romance or sci-fi western, whatever it is, reading books in that so you can see what works. We, we all know. Yeah. We all know we're supposed to do that with yeah. all the time we have. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then on the other hand, it also teaches you to to really, how do I want to say this, crystallize or, or get the, the character mm. development very, very on point and very tight. And I think that that's helped me when I write in both those genres. And I mean, I write poetry. And so I think <laughs> that that's, that's also helped me um, be a better writer and find the right word 
to make the most impact in the shortest amount of space to try to hit those word counts. <laughs> I'm, I'm always a big proponent of like trying new things. Mm-hmm. I think um, like for me, I, I discovered I was more of a planner versus a pantser yeah. as a, a different example. But I was thinking about the writer Dan Wells, and he talks about how he always wanted to write epic fantasy, but like all of his stuff was not really epic. And anyway, and it he, came out horror. It came <laughs> out horror, like yeah, like Miranda. Yes. So he just went with it, and then w- was able to actually publish things after that point. And so, um, and then I think he's gone back to other things. I, I, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think cross genre is awesome. If you always write one thing, if you always write poetry, if you always write sci-fi, to be able to jump into something new is really good for. It's good for you. It's good for your brain. It's good. It's a nice break. You yes. know, I love to write spec fiction like short stories in Flash because it's weird and it's fun and it sometimes shifts to horror, which you don't know you have that in you until <laughs> until something dark and ugly comes out and then like, you oh hello you just put that in a little file for later on the computer. But yeah, I think it's good for us as writers to get out of. It's sort of like cross training. You know, you don't yeah. want to just run. Mm. You're gonna get Wait, bored. You're gonna get injured, stretch. right? Yeah. <laughs> so you have to, yeah, explore other things. I think that's the one of the biggest benefits of it. And and then you do you can expand your market and expand your audience. And like I can go to I did a fan expo where I got to put my books in like a science fiction fan conference. Um, but I could probably also go to a romance, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're you're hitting different different groups and meeting different people definitely making different contacts and i do think um this is something i was thinking before that our our modern world i think we're getting more open to crossing genres and trying things like even just i was thinking about the mcu the marvel cinematic universe Mm -hmm. and how like every one of their movies even even now but especially at the beginning like each one was a different subgenre. like you had like the historical with captain america and, yes and i mean even if you look at the the netflix shows the wandavision was sitcoms and anyway and so they <laughs> they have shown that you can explore multiple genres at the same time and be very successful with it and so i think the world is well and there's ready for that there's even some older ones that they weren't I don't think they would have been considered cross genre at the time, but like Alien yes. is clearly sci-fi, but it's set up like a horror film. Yes. And so people were not expecting Alien to be as popular as it was, but it was it was sci-fi with a horror twist. And so yes. I don't know if you go so far as to call that cross genre, but um, in taking one thing and turning it into something else, you really get something that feels new, something that yes. feels fresh. And, and that's a great thing because yeah. people want that. Well, right. and oh, I'm trying to remember what – someone broke down Predator in the same way. Uh, uh, have you seen the new one, Prey? So good. Oh, I haven't Oh, my yet. gosh. It's like my favorite Predator ever. It's, oh, it's but our amazing. producers have. They're, <laughs> they're, they're awesome. It's so good. And I love it because it's, it's, it's new and it's fresh and it's um, – there's more to explore like – cultural myths and stories and yeah I don't know I really liked it plus it's a female yeah and she's really I don't, know, I don't want to say it like she's B she's BA you know she's yeah she's tough but no definitely <laughs> and so you can yeah you can play in a genre but dress it up as something else as well and so I don't know if that's technically crossing but it's it's something cool yeah so well we yeah. we've had even writers in our own group um Shayla has done this mm. where she did like a poetry 
yeah, mixed that's right. into her, mm-hmm. her fiction. It was fantastic and it was interesting. And so even if you're working into like really experimental type writing, I think it's it's good. It's good all around for readers for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have a company here in Colorado that specializes in more kind of unique and experimental fiction called um, Dance Books. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Michelle Dotter oh, okay. is editor-in-chief of that company. and yeah. yeah. I think we need more of that. I mm-hmm. think it's, and it's not only inspirational, but it kind of pushes our boundaries of what, what we know we like. So we've talked a lot about... <laughs> what it is we've talked a lot i don't know my words words all ran together at one time anyway we've talked a lot about yeah things what what it is what to do but what should a writer crossing genres not do um they shouldn't not do research they shouldn't not do do. hang on i gotta diagram that out (laughs) they need to do their research they need to do their research they need to read both genres they need to um understand the tropes in each and uh, be, I would, you know, I'm a pantser, <laughs> right? Like I plan in post-its and it's really kind of terrible actually. Um, <laughs> but I think when you're doing it, you will have a better success rate and less frustration if you can plan it out. Hmm. Um, especially if you're looking at overall arcs mm-hmm. in addition to the smaller arcs that you're working with. Um, yeah. And it just it still has to be a good story. Yes. You can't just be like, well, everyone's writing I don't know, horror westerns or yeah. <laughs> whatever everyone's, it be. So I'm going to I'm going to give my YA dystopia. Yeah. So I'm yes. just going to throw out YA dystopia. Yeah. And I mean, I love YA dystopia. I love anything I mean, dystopian. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to see the end of the world. Like I'm really excited <laughs> about those anytime there's like the day after tomorrow comes on, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do anything. <laughs> I need to watch this. But if you're... Don't write it just to write exactly. it. Write it with purpose. Write it because you, you've you thought about these characters. You're excited about what they're going to do or what you're going to put them through. <laughs> <laughs> she says, laughing evilly. Right? You have to really believe in, in the story first before you worry about, well, this is the genre that's selling or this is, this is edgy and I'm going to try this. Yeah. I mean... Be respectful of your own material. Exactly. Know what, know what you're... So, I don't know what you're good at writing and and not that you shouldn't experiment, but. Well, understand your strengths and weaknesses. Like just because, you know, you're weak in one area doesn't mean that you don't have to write it. Like Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you can develop it and you can get better. Um, But if you really hate writing like, I don't know, historical fiction, don't. don't Force yourself to write it. (laughs) You're going to make this really cool. No, you're not. Probably not. Just because that this was popular at this time doesn't mean that it will continue to be popular. Right. And so don't. And you're not going to sell something that you wrote under duress. You know, like that yeah. you hated writing every minute of it. Yeah. And on the flip side, like, um, don't just pick two random genres out of midair no. because you're like, well, I need something to do. How about I mix these two together? Like, I mean, you could do that, but like then go do your research right. and yes. make sure it does actually work. Don't just pick two genres and write them. We definitely like definitely be respectful of the source material. Like you can yes. be flippant, but well, if you're, like you can do that. But then if you want to have other people read it and publish it, then you might need to change things later on. Yes. I guess I do feel like because even as we're talking about this, we're all we're talking about publishing, and like yes. that is the goal of a lot of writers. But also, it's not bad to just write things for yourself. Exactly. Very true. So very true. if you want to just pick two random genres by rolling the dice, like. And being like, what can I? And I think that's actually kind of a cool uh, exercise to grow your writing. Say, I'm going to do a short story, <laughs> and I'm going to make it 
We're going to do these two. All right. We're going to do horror. We're going to do humor. Horror. Humor, horror. That's kind of always the, a fun one. The, the NYC Midnight competition is basically like that. I think they, they give you like a week. Like it gets increasingly fast as you, if you make oh, it yeah. through the different rounds of the competition. But And then they assign you a genre and you have to write a short story in that genre. Right. So it can be a useful exercise. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good way to start out and... So another thing that cross-genre writers need to be careful of is make sure you hallmark your, like, make sure you distinctly mark your hmm. genres, yes. like which ones you are using, which mm-hmm. ones you are crossing, and make sure that the most important elements of those are present and there, but also, like, very, very clearly state in either your marketing or yes. in your back matter or in like the first couple of pages, which two you are mixing, because the last thing you want to do is take someone unawares yes. of like, hey, this is a cross genre and have them like be expecting a cozy fantasy. And then all of a sudden end up with like an alien pops. Yeah. Out of and then they chest. throw the book across the room. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like what? No. Yeah. No. And along those lines, if you have written this fantastic novel and you're querying it make sure that they know exactly yeah you know pick the, the probably two you shouldn't be doing more than two mm. in a cross it's just too much um but make sure they know this is there like, is a ghost and there's romance right there's, yeah <laughs> sometimes people, i feel like people want to be cagey because they want to yeah. be like this is the plot twist yeah they don't want, yeah exactly they don't <laughs> reveal it or they they want to yeah sound cool i don't know i don't know exactly why people do that but they're mysterious yeah exactly yeah exactly but (laughs) mysteriousness only gets you so far right like if you actually want people to buy your book you have to market it properly exactly and and to publishers they don't have time for your mysterious well that's true (laughs) yes just like i need to know what the book's about and so but i've heard i've heard some horror stories of people like i want it to start out as an epic fantasy and i want people to think that they're going on an epic fantasy but i turn it around and it was a joke all along (laughs) oh yeah no and don't do that yeah i've been a couple books yeah where i'm like what <laughs> yeah. Like, then I go burn it on my front lawn. <laughs> I don't. I would never burn a book. But I would give it away. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Leave it on some poor chair in the airport. Right. <laughs> like, put it in the little free library. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to put a post it on the note. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> Sometimes I thought about that. I'm like, I should donate this book. But then I'm like, but I don't know that I want anyone else to have to go through <laughs> Oh, that. no. Oh, no. So I have to steal them all off. Anyway. We're out of time. No. Oh. But I feel like that was a weird place to leave the episode. <laughs> if you don't like a book, leave it in the airport. That's the That's lesson. That's lesson for you today. <laughs> and if you see your book in an airport, you should reconsider what you're writing. No. <laughs> Although if you see your book in an airport, like you're not uh, doing that badly. Right? Well, no, I mean at least somebody store. bought it. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe one more person will read it. So I'll take that. But cross genre can be complicated. It can, can be, be tricky, great. but can be very rewarding. Yeah, some of my favorite books are cross, you know, cross genre. Definitely. Yeah. So that seems like the obvious question for our listeners to share with us on social media. But like, what cross genre books have you read and enjoyed? Let us know at our social links in the description. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. I appreciate it. Stay sharp, my friends. Stay sharp.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Writing Forge, a Writing Heights podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge, check out our social links in the episode description. Subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. For more informational writing content, be sure to become a Writing Heights member.